it's the community that's made it happen because, I mean, 2020, we, we went from an in-person event to all of a sudden saying, hey, by the way, 2020, COVID, we're going to go virtual. And at that time, nobody knew what the heck virtual was. <laughs> did we? Yeah. And we yeah. were like, oh, my gosh, this event was designed to be best enjoyed in person because the connections you make are as valuable as anything else you're going to get at the event. So how are we going to do that online? And the community rallied behind. They supported. They helped us get through that 2020 um, and 2021. And now we're finally in a position where we're a little bit stronger and we can start doing some of the things that we want to do rather than just trying to make sure that we can survive. So huge shout out to the community for rallying around and making this thing what it is. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magwell. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Uh, Spiro is really a, a business platform, a software platform to really help you manage and grow your real estate photography business. I'm Craig Magrum. I'm the business development and uh, client care specialist for Spiro and host of the podcast. And along with me every week, uh, partner in crime, our owner, our founder, Todd Kivimaki. Hey, Craig. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here again for another week, uh, kicking off the new year here. Exciting guest today. Um, we will get to him in a minute. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you. We hope that you find some good nuggets in here to take away with you and just to get your brain thinking. And uh, if you're coming back for a second or third time or more than that, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for that. Two quick reminders. One, if you could subscribe, that will let you know as soon as we launch a new podcast, it also helps us to know uh, subscribers out there. Uh, the algorithm likes that. So give us some algorithm love. And also, if you have a question, we want this podcast to be beneficial for you. Now, we are focusing on the business of the real estate uh, of a real estate media business. And uh, so if you have a question, let us know, send it over. I probably screwed that thing up 10 times already. And I'll tell you how I screwed it up and what not to do. So send us an email. Hello at Spiro.media. Right, right. We, we always learn best from mistakes, right? So yes. anyway, Anyway, speaking of learning, uh, back in November, uh, we, Spiro, had the opportunity to travel to Las Vegas, had a good good time, uh, but we went there for our very first PMRE conference. And uh, PMRE, uh, I, it stands for Photo and Media for Real Estate. Just underwent a name change in what the last year or so, I'm sure our, our guest is going to tell us about that. Uh, but just found it to be a really good time of learning and, and networking with other professionals in our industry. Yeah, it was an amazing time. It was my first time to Vegas. And uh, so not knowing what to expect, it was a incredible conference, a lot of great names in the industry, a lot of people. It was just amazing to connect with other real estate uh, media individuals. Uh, we had a chance to see other vendors. Uh, it was in this amazing hall. Uh, we had entertainment, great food, all of the above. Um, and it was really well thought out. I've been to many mm -hmm. conferences. This was the first time I've been to this particular conference. And this was on par with any that I've been to or better. Uh, so really enjoyed it. I would recommend it to all of you. Uh, our guest is actually um, the owner and the coordinator of the conference. We'll get to that in a minute. 
but um, I would definitely you, you you owe it to yourself to check it out and to see what's coming in twenty three. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many details that go into putting something like this together. But Todd, I don't know if I ever told you this. Back when I was in high school, um, I actually helped a, uh, a a neighbor that had a outdoorsman radio show on our on our local news station. Um, he he put together an outdoors conference and, and show every year at the Seagate Center in Toledo, Ohio. And he actually hired me to make outbound phone calls to potential vendors. Uh, a lot of those vendors up in Canada, you know. Um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they take, take hunters out and fishermen out on, on special ch- a guide or a, yeah, they, they're guides. There's a word for it. And Outfitters. Just, yes. Thank you. Outfitters. You thank you, Brandon. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I got to see kind of the inside look at putting a conference together. It's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work and a lot of team effort that goes into that, but you always have a spearhead that really directs the the direction of that conference and show somebody that's leading that whole effort. And that's who we're going to be talking to this week is the spearhead of PMRE. His name is Brandon Cooper. Brandon, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me guys. So Brandon, we are excited to have you on today and wanted to just start off. If you could give our listeners just a little introduction of how you got into real estate media. I think later we'll get into the actual conference, but if you could just, how did the world of real estate photo video media uh, come to play into your life? Yeah, sure. So 20, uh, let me think here, 2004, I got my real estate license, uh, started as a realtor, as I know a lot of us have. Hmm. Um, I was looking for a way to sort of set myself apart, give myself a bit of a competitive edge. So I picked up a camera, started doing um, my own photos. Back in 2004, there wasn't a whole lot of professional real estate photography. The the media was lacking, obviously, for a a bunch of different reasons. Um, But it wasn't long after I picked up the camera that I I realized I I enjoy doing this a lot more than I do selling homes. Hmm. Um, So I remember thinking to myself, man, if I could make a living just shooting houses for a living, I'd be a happy man. So very quickly after that, I basically dedicated my life to getting as good as it as I possibly could. Um, building a client base and and trying to sort of expand that business. And I'm up in a very remote market way up in Northern Canada. Um, Most American folks that would be listening might know of Calgary from the 88 Olympics. Um, I'm 10 hours north of Calgary in a remote oil town uh, of about 65, 70,000 people. So we typically catch the trends a little bit later than most, especially back in 04. It's not so much like that nowadays with social media, but back in the day, we'd catch those trends a little bit behind schedule. So I was lucky enough to sort of get a bit of an edge on that and then um, kind of dabbled. I should back up a bit, actually. I was selling real estate for a while and I stepped away from it and then I came back to it. So I started the actual photography, not in 2004. 2004 is when I got licensed. 2012 is when I started the photography. 2016, I went full time, hmm. um, and then just haven't looked back since. Wow. What what province are are you in, Brandon? I'm in Alberta. Alberta. Okay. Alberta. Excellent. That's why I knew the answer to your question about outfitters. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I was blanking out like that. Uh, one of one of my dream goals is actually to uh, take a, a bush plane up to Northwest Territories. There's actually a Magram Lake in the Northwestern territories, oh. um, a couple of hours east of Yellowknife. And there, I mean, there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. If, believe it or not, my family owned a fishing lodge on Great Slave Lake for over 20 years, just sold it a couple years ago. But uh, it was like, 
an hour east of Yellowknife by plane, about an eight-hour boat ride, and we had that since the early 90s. So I spent many, many I've been up there 20, 30 times. To, to actual Magram Lake? Not to Magram Lake. Okay. The, our lodge was on the east arm of, um, of uh, Slave Lake. Okay. But I know the map and I'm familiar with the different areas. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell so you cool. what, man. It's absolutely worth – it is such a special place. I've said this since I was a kid. Yeah. That lodge up on Great Slave Lake is probably my favorite place on planet Earth. There's a few, really? like five acres – right at the mouth of the river that if I could live there full time, I would. We, I love oh. it so much. We almost did our wedding up there. Oh, but wow. Logistically, obviously, you can see how many challenges that would be. But if you ever get yeah. the chance, take a trip, spend a week up there. It's absolutely pristine. You can go an entire week without seeing another person, which is always kind of refreshing at times after, you know, doing all the, the work and the business that we do. So yeah. if you get the chance, you should take it. I'm, a, I'm an introvert, so I'm, I'm all about not seeing <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, you and I might have to talk more off, uh, yeah, off sure. the podcast here. I, it, my mind's just kind of blown that anybody is familiar with that lake because it's just so remote and so tiny. and Not just familiar, a, but very well uh, yeah. acquainted with the area. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah. um, I just had my thrill for the day. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, okay. Awesome. Um, so great story of how you got, how you got into real estate photography. Um, what, what led to your involvement then in a real estate photography conference? I mean, how, how do you get into that? What's, what's the history if you, if you don't mind sharing of, of PMRE? Sure. I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. <laughs> uh, when I started in real estate photography, like I said, back in 2012, there was very few resources online um, to learn about it or, or anyone to talk to. Stumbled up upon a blog called PFRE, Photography for Real Estate. Um, became a big part of that community. Got to know a lot of people from around the world. That's where I learned you know, most of my initial skills from people like Scott Hargis and Wayne Capilli, Tony Colangelo, a bunch of different folks that are still around the industry today. Most of them or some of them. So again, yeah, became a part of that community. 2017-ish, Larry Lorman, the founder of PFRE, um, he was in his early seventies and was starting to talk about possible retirement. So I reached out and just said, Hey, if, and when the time comes that you're going to move on from, from running the blog, I'd hate to see it go away. So give me a shout. I'd love to buy it and see if I can kind of steward it forward. So we talked for a couple of years. I got a little bit more involved and then in 2018, I, I bought the blog. So from there started to do a few things, trying to, update it and bring it into more of the you know 20th century just updating the, the the way the website operated and that kind of thing and then i should step back a little bit 2016 um we had a really bad wildfire up in my city in fort mcmurray it actually is the the worst national or natural disaster in the history of canada um, wow. we got hit with a wildfire kind of like with a, a half hour's notice the town the the city got evacuated and we were we were out of um I think my wife and I were gone for three months. Lots of people we know were gone for a oh, year. Wow. And about 20, 20%, 25% of our community did never return. Oh, so wow. it was at that time when we were out of our market, out of work, literally contemplating the future, that I had reached out to Tony Colangelo, who was my photography coach at the time, and said, hey, you know, you're an excellent educator, a really good public speaker. 
I'm, I've got a nice workflow that's fairly efficient and I believe it's scalable and, and repeatable. Why don't we do some workshops? I, I, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I finally have the time now because we're out of our market and I don't know if or when we're ever going to get home. Let's start building this. So we started putting together a workshop. Long story short, we did, I don't know, six or eight workshops around North America, some in Canada, some in the U.S., small 15, 20 people. And, and they went really well. And we would get feedback at, at the end of every workshop. And it was always the same feedback. They liked the content. They enjoyed the learning. Everything was the same. But the overarching theme that always came out, and we had people from all over North America. It was always the fact that they they would say to us, you know, um, it's really amazing to be in a room with like-minded people mm-hmm. that we could literally sort of drop our guard, um, share best practices, talk about the industry completely unfiltered. And then leave the room and not feel like we're going to get stabbed in the back because it's not like you're sharing all this information with your competition in the same city. You're talking, you know, if you're from LA, you're talking to somebody from New York who's talking to somebody from Florida and you can share your best practices, go back to your respective markets, do your thing and then reach out to each other and lean on one another to, to learn and to kind of like, I I keep saying share best practices because it's the best way to frame it. One person might be savvy in video while another one's a little more savvy in photo and you can share back and forth. So after a while, you know, we kept getting this feedback and it was so consistent and it was very difficult to, to do those workshops because you'd have to leave. I'd have to leave my market for five to seven days at a time, which meant Mm -hmm. leaving the family and the kids. And we were having good success with it, but it felt to me like, we were, we were just scratching the surface. And I finally got to a point where I said to Tony, I'm like, man, we're getting the same feedback every single time. There's such a demand and such a hunger for our industry and our community to come together. Why don't we try to scale this thing up and do once a year, find a central location as central as we can and bring everybody together once a year, whether it's from Canada, the US or around the world. Tony, being my forever devil's advocate, brought up all the different risks involved and tried to talk me out of it, um, which is why he's one of my most sort of valuable sort of confidants. <laughs> but fast forward to 2019, we, 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 2018, we put a few feelers out on the blog and said, hey, if we were to put this together, is there a demand? Do you guys want to come hang out with each other for a few days and, and, and get together? And then we did a little bit of research with our audience to see what kind of pricing tolerance was and all that kind of stuff. Um, I then ventured out to pick a, a, a venue, which is a little, I won't get into it, but a little more complicated than you'd think because there's <laughs> tax issues with states and rules and all kinds of things. And then also cost perspective because we were doing this completely bootstrapped. Um, I settled on Las Vegas because it was very easy to get to from all over the world. Plenty of hotel rooms, don't have to worry about many natural disasters, all these other variables <laughs> that can really come and, and kind of, come out of nowhere and interrupt an event and, and basically bankrupt you. Cause like I said, if we, we took a shot at this, if it, if it, if it failed in nine, in 2019, I was personally bankrupt. 100%. Wow. My wife and I went. Wow. All in this. So uh, we got the feedback that we expected. People thought that there was potential for this. So we took the risk. We found a venue in Las Vegas. We uh, committed to it. 2019, we had our first event. We, um, we had just about 300 people there from, Oh man, I think it was 12 different countries. Wow. wow. Um, and that's how it started. So it was cool. kind of born through the blog to the workshops, uh, to the conference. And then COVID hit, we went virtual for 2020 and we had 530 people from 
I think 23 different countries, which helped maintain that momentum. And then 2020, we went back to Vegas. And then um, again, last year, and here we are coming up, uh, we'll be launching registration probably in May this year for our fifth annual PMRE conference in Vegas in uh, November, 2023. So I know wow, that was a little wordy, but that, that brings us up to speed. <laughs> what a story. And, and then to put everything on the line, Brandon, that's, uh, you know, yeah. and, and the success that it grew to, congratulations. I appreciate that. It was scary, but there was a weird nagging feeling. I never really, in hindsight, it's easy to say, but I really felt confident. And when I, you know, <laughs> when I think back to my talking to my wife and saying, you know, if we do this, like, I got to go, I got to go all in. I got to do it exactly the way I think it should be done. And if it goes, it'll go. And if it doesn't, we're basically screwed. And <laughs> she's a very conservative person. And so to get her support <laughs> and for her to say, you know what, I trust you, man, give her, that was uh, all I needed. And um, looking back, yeah, it was, it was um, probably the best decision I ever made. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like I'm hearing my own story in, in starting my business back in 2017, Todd, you know, when you and I initially sat down and just mm -hmm. the, that, that initial fear of venturing out onto something totally new uh, where there's a lot of risk of, of failure and yeah, you got to put it all in. And I, I think, I think that's a story that, that anybody listening to this podcast or watching this podcast that has started their own business, they're going to identify with. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just, uh, some, uh, some great encouragement to go for it when you have a dream and a vision like that, Brandon. And, and thanks for, thanks for taking that step of faith and, and, and risk and uh, doing that for this community. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, looking back again, obviously it's a lot easier to say in hindsight, but if, if we hadn't have done it, it would have been the biggest regret of my life, mm. at least up until this point. And, you know, even 2020 when COVID hit and we thought, man, maybe we should just take a year off. We had so much momentum coming out of 2019. I felt compelled to find a way to at least get us together for 2020 and and it worked and and again at the end of the day i mean we've had nothing but challenge last yeah. year was the first year where we didn't really face huge issues when it comes to covid or borders or that kind of thing mm -hmm. but it's the community that's made it happen because i mean 2020 we, we went from an in-person event to all of a sudden saying hey by the way 2020 covid we're going to go virtual and at that time nobody knew what the heck virtual was <laughs> did we? yeah and we yeah. were like, oh, my gosh, this event was designed to be best enjoyed in person because the connections you make are as valuable as anything else you're going to get at the event. So how are we going to do that online? And the community rallied behind. They supported. They helped us get through that 2020 um, and 2021. And now we're finally in a position where we're a little bit stronger and we can start doing some of the things that we want to do rather than just trying to make sure that we can survive. So. Huge shout out to the community for rallying around and making this thing what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, we always talk about what and why, um, you know, always thinking, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? It seems like when you're really aligned on the why, and if you can define why, a lot of times you'll do it if the if your reason is good enough and specific enough. And I think that is maybe the key to your success Brandon, is the why was always very defined and you knew why you were doing it. Um, and, and you told us some of the why in the community, but 
I think that's just a testament of your execution, but why did that, why resonate? Why was the community so important and why was that feedback? Um, just, you know, the why of the conference. Oh man, that, I mean, I could talk for hours on it, but if I had to <laughs> sort of distill it down, bottom line is I'm, I'm kind of my own audience. I was the guy up in Northern Canada shooting, you know, a thousand homes a year by myself, juggling kids, juggling family, trying to make a living, trying to have an impact, but also get some creative satisfaction and some enjoyment out of my life. I'm not, I, I've always just despised the idea of living for the weekend or living for the mm. next vacation. I want to have purpose in my day-to-day -day work. Mm. And again, I could remember back to the early days when there was really nowhere to get support or learn things. Um, it was kind of an emerging niche within an industry of photography that's been around forever. And so when we started doing those workshops and we started to make contacts online and you'd know someone for say four years, five years, eight years mm -hmm. without ever meeting them in person. And then you get a chance to meet them at a workshop or in this case now at the conference. I can't really explain what it feels like to have fostered relationships for seven, eight years mm. online mm. and then meet in person and solidify those relationships. And then your families become friends, your kids become friends. To me, you know, going back to it, the community is the number one thing because again, I felt like a total island in my market because mm -hmm. it's a small market, it's competitive. You if you get an edge in some way, you don't really want to call your buddy across the road who's competing against you to share your wins. So you <laughs> kind of hoard your info and you end up only having relationships with people who are far away from you because then there's no risk to each of your own businesses. So mm -hmm. to find a way to kind of break that down and um, kind of, uh, I guess, once a year get together with people who just get it. You don't have to explain yourself. You walk into a room, regardless of whether you're bumping into somebody who's new and they've only been doing it for six months and they're still trying to establish a client base, or you're bumping into someone who's in it eight years and they're run ragged and they're exhausted and they're burnt, you can still relate with each other. So it's just, I guess it's just that, that the why is that we need a place to gather. We need, we have a very legitimate industry now, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, we were kind of just most of us were part-time subcontractors. Mm. There's people in that room now that are running full multimedia businesses, making millions of dollars a year supporting the real estate industry. You know, So um, having that opportunity to come together every year, regardless of what experience level you're at, I find that what's really neat, and this I should back up again, one of the things when we were going to launch in 2019, a lot of people came to me and Tony was one of them. He's like, dude, have you spent any time in any of the Facebook groups online? with real estate photography, like, do you realize how savage these groups are? <laughs> it's going to be a bloodshed. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I, I got a little more faith in humanity. I think we get face to face. We're going to relate on a different level. And sure enough, uh, the when you get to the conference, and it was right out of the gate, 2019, it started immediately. I was really nervous about that. I thought there was a potential for friction and competition but the minute you got there, everybody checked their ego at the door. It didn't matter where they came from or what level of experience they had. They checked their ego at the door and it was time to just hang out with your peers who really, truly get you. And that culture has continued on since 2019. And, and last year, 
it was even more evident. It felt like family coming home, the amount of hugging I saw and the amount of <laughs> people who are seeing each other again for the third, fourth year. Um, you can't put a price on that. And that's the thing, like when, when it sounds super cliche, but when things get tough and it's stressful and you're worrying about paying bills and you're worrying about logistics or things completely out of your control, like global politics and pandemics that can affect your event. When you picture everybody in the room, high five and hugging each other, hanging out and having a good time, it makes it a lot easier to sort of just put all that noise away and just focus on the things that you can control and hope that you can get everybody together again next year. Yeah. Todd, you and I talked after we got back and uh, to, to um, Brandon's point here, do you remember the comment that you made about how, how we watched a lot of these people interact and the, um, do, do you remember the, the phrase you used to dis- describe our take on what was happening there? I, I think I, I said it was like therapy, right? Yes, Is that what I used? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was like a big therapy session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just- yeah, it was great. Great to connect with people. I mean, as an emerging industry, and I, I think you're completely right, we're a legitimate industry now. I mean, to go buy a house, like I can't tell you how many times I drive, we're driving around and my wife, I'm like, oh, yeah, I shot that house. And, you know, <laughs> that, nobody cares anymore. But like, it's just cool to get only a real estate photographer would care that, you know, that's got of We all did that. Oh, yeah, I shot that house. Oh, I shot that. House. Oh, it was a disaster inside. Oh, yeah, the kids were screwed. You know, so <laughs> to be able to connect with someone on that level was really really unique and was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. no, I agree. And that's the thing. And that's part of, that's part of the culture we've been going for. You know, I, when I was thinking about the idea, I was like, okay, well, we've done workshops. You can get real technical with 20 people. You can go into a house and you can shoot and you can share and you can edit together and all that. But what are you going to do with 300 people? <laughs> it's not a big enough crowd in my opinion to, to break out and do a bunch of individual sessions I wanted to create an event that everybody experienced the same thing so that nobody was missing out on any one thing and that there was plenty of opportunity to bump into each other. Um, and I, you know, we catch some heat for that. There's some people like, Oh, why aren't you doing breakout sessions? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I could spend a lifetime explaining the logistics and the, the reason yeah. we make the decisions that we do. But at the end of the day, what it's really kind of evolved into is that yes, we want to educate um, yes, we want to, you know, elevate the industry and, and improve skill sets, but speaking real technical from a stage in front of 300 people is a difficult thing to accomplish. So we've kind of taken the direction of this is more of an annual, I guess you could kind of say, put your camera down for a couple of days, come to Vegas. Let's, let's stop working on the business for a couple of days and work or, or working in the business for a couple of days and let's go work on the business. Let's go meet some folks. Let's go find those people. If I'm in a position that I want to go and scale a team next year, let's go find some people that have done that and pick their brains, go for a beer, go for lunch, have a chat, hear some of the sessions on that kind of thing, and then get back. Most of the stuff, like we really focus on trying to do the things that you can't get from home. You know, all the technical stuff nowadays in terms of how to operate a camera, how to get better photos, how to edit in, in Photoshop, all of that stuff you can learn from home. What you can't get from home is bumping into that person in California who just took their team from three people to seven people and you know the pains they learned along the way. You mm-hmm. also can't get that camaraderie that you get where you bump in. I, I, I mean, 
selfishly speaking, the conference is very stressful. It stresses me out half the year, at least. <laughs> Getting there is incredibly stressful. But I leave every year, even though I'm exhausted, I leave so re-energized and so inspired because I've got to see people either that I know from five years ago who were a single shooter and now they got a team of 10 and they met this person at the conference and they were talking about how to scale their team or, or whatever, a million different types of things. So anyhow, I don't know how I got on that. I didn't mean to get off the rails, but. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. One of the things you just mentioned was, you know, the hearing stories from other photographers of how, of how to grow their team, which is a business uh, question, really not a, um, not a photography question or a videography or a creative question. It's really a business issue. So this podcast, we really were trying to concentrate more on the business side of things because there, like you said, there's so many great resources out there on how to do the creative that you can go through tutorials. So how does PMRE specifically help those that are, are either starting a new real estate media business or in the process of growing their business? How, how does it help them with business knowledge? Um, what, what kind of education can they get there if, if, if they were to come to a conference? Oh, that's a good question because I get it all the time. I get people saying to me, well, you know what? I'm only a year in or two years in. I'll, I'll maybe wait until I'm five years in to come to the conference. And it's like when I first reached out to Tony Colangelo to, to be my coach, there was a moment. I'll never forget it as long as I live. We were editing one simple photo and he did one simple thing in Photoshop that changed the game for me, absolutely changed the game and probably saved me a year to a year and a half of trial and error. And I may never have arrived at um, sort of the solution that I had witnessed when he was walking me through this one edit. Mm. And I stopped him like, holy smokes, dude, like you can't put a price on that. You just saved me a year. And I kind of feel like that with the conference a little bit. You know, if you're, if you're relatively new to the business um, and you're nowhere near thinking about scaling a team. You're nowhere near thinking about introducing drone or video. You're focused on photography and, and working with realtors. There's value in the sense that, like I said before, you, you can bump into somebody who is in a position where they were exactly where you are, say, two years ago. And they might be able to share one little thing over lunch mm. that helps you fast track by one year, let's say. I mean, obviously I'm generalizing. This isn't, there's no like um, tangible formula to this type of thing, but it happens all the time. It happens right. to me. A perfect example is Reed Fish. He was a presenter last year. He partnered with the competition in his town and then started to scale a team. I got talking to Reed. I was, I'm at a point in my business now where I need to build a team and start to scale and just a few conversations fast-tracked my thinking enough that I probably saved myself six months of, of pain that I would have just had to learn on my own. So I guess, you know, the short answer is you can learn the majority of the technical stuff from home. Come to the conference to run into people who have been where you are and yeah, can help good. you get to the next level maybe a little bit quicker. Not only that, but also build those relationships so that you can pick up the phone and call someone from another state or another country and say, hey, I'm running into this issue. How have you yeah. handled this in the past? And most of the folks in the room, if not everybody, is open and willing to share their experience to help take you to the next level. 
Yeah. Todd, a, a perfect example of, if you remember when we talked with Satish from Pixel Dog, one of the things that he mentioned about what he loved so much about the conference was that he could pick up the phone. Um, he's he's called Jordan Powers before. He, and he named a couple of other people that he has called since the conference because of the relationships that he was able to build at, at PMRE. So yeah, be- beautiful example, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it truly is. Um, I mean, just think about out there, if you have a question and you could reach out to someone and they could help you solve that or take, you know, three, six, 12 months off of your, or take pain out of mm. that. That's just amazing. So looking at 23 this year, Brandon, I'm sure you, you know, these things are, some of these things are in the work. I'll press you to see if we can get any new information about it, but <laughs> when, when is it, where is it? Can you give us all that and then give us something that, you know, what is something that, um, is new for it or that we, that our listeners can look forward to with the conference coming up uh, for this year. So it's a bit of a weird time because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but next year uh, F1 is going to Las Vegas in September at the end of September. And they're actually racing. Their racetrack is on the strip. So the whole strip is going to be grandstands, which causes Massive complication. Las Vegas has uh, a little under 3 million people as a population. They're expecting between six and 800,000 people for the event of the F1. So you can imagine the pressure that puts on the surrounding economy, which means hotel rooms go through the roof. And it's not Mm -hmm. uncommon to see a six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollar hotel room at a, at a very mediocre hotel. So that caused a few challenges for us. But that being said, um, again, one of the benefits of having a relationship with our venue and, and being in constant, constant contact, um, we have chosen, we're going back to South Point to the exact same venue, uh, November 8th and 9th, 2023. Excuse me. Um, I won't get into a whole bunch of it. Obviously, venues have pros and cons. South Point mm-hmm. itself has pros and cons. As a promoter and as somebody who's looked at well over 100 venues in person, the pros outweigh the cons by a long mar- or by, by a huge margin. So we're kind of at South Point um, for the foreseeable future. I'm constantly on the lookout for venues that can accommodate our crowd, can accommodate what we're looking for in terms of production value and the experience that we want to create for people. So for listeners out there, if you know of a sweet venue, you know, <laughs> five, 600 people and smaller with good production Obviously, there's rules that come in play be- between states and cities and all that kind of stuff, but we're always looking for suggestions. And so I'd like to put the call out there. If you know of a venue, if you've been to the conference especially and you kind of know how we operate, if you know of a venue out there, 600 people and, and smaller with good production value, um, close to hotels and all that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out and let us know. But for 2023, we are committed to South Point, November 8th and 9th. Um, we are going to do workshops again for those who really desire some of that technical hands-on stuff. They happen mm-hmm. the first two days before the conference. So that'll be Monday and Tuesday, which is the 6th and 7th. We haven't confirmed all of the workshops, but if, oh man, I wish I could talk about them. There's a couple. <laughs> there's we'll, a just, couple we'll just keep it amongst ourselves. It's okay, Brent. <laughs> there's a couple that... If we can nail them down, which I'm very confident that we can, are going to be once-in-a-lifetime experiences for folks. Um, We will know for sure by May when we launch registration. I think this year, too, just so people know, we've always launched in the past with a roster of speakers. 
Um, but what I learned last year was it, it, it's a real mistake to launch, to try to nail down your roster before you launch registration, because that's in May and there's still June, July, August, September, October, a lot can happen in those mm. five months when it comes to content, um, industry trends, different presenters that have different things to offer. And we've kind of pigeonholed ourselves in the past. Last year, I had to turn down a couple really incredible presenters because we were already committed. So this year, we're actually going to launch registration without launching our roster. I believe we have enough trust and credibility with the audience that they'll just trust the fact that we're out there trying to find the best content for them. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, on the presenter side, we also have a couple incredible uh, presenters already lined up. We're probably going to keep our cards close to our chest for now. Um, <laughs> but it is also our fifth anniversary. And we're yeah. very mindful of making this a, a very special year. Um, it's kind of crazy to actually say that out loud that it's been five years <laughs> since this method came together. Um, trying to think that we, in terms of what's going to be different, um, not a whole lot is going to be different. We found a formula that works. Uh, it's manageable from a logistics perspective. Um, we're able to deliver what, what we want to deliver uh, from an execution perspective. We're able to take care of our presenters in a way that we believe they deserve. We're able to take care of our attendees and our guests and our sponsors in a way that they deserve. Obviously, there's going to be some fine-tuning when it comes to um, seating arrangements. We want to make some more space. We want to space things out for uh, vendors, try to make it a little bit more. Cause like I said, we're kind of at the max with this venue. We are looking for another one, but until that one presents itself, um, we, we've got a really good home right now. So we're working on different layouts to accommodate vendors and attendees so that there's lots of time for people to network with each other, um, get those questions at, answered that they, that they have from, from different sponsors and vendors. Um, if you guys remember, um, this was the first year that we did the pre-registration get together in the actual Grandview Lounge where we booked out a space. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do that again. I think that worked out really well. That turned out, it, it's very quickly evolved into one of the kind of the favorite times of the entire conference. It's the first time everybody gets to see each other mm -hmm. in a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, 300 people in a lounge that haven't seen each other for a year and they're all excited and, and energy is high. So we're going to keep that going. And then we've got a few other things that I'm working on. I can't really talk about because some of it might not, uh, again, logistics and all that kind of stuff. We may not be able to pull them off, but we do have a few other ideas to keep things fresh. And then as usual, throw a good party, have a lot of entertainment and present as many opportunities for networking as we possibly can. Well, maybe we can check in with you later in the year as, as things continue yeah. to develop. Yeah, it'd be a great idea. Actually, yeah. after after uh, after we launch pre-registration in May, um, it'd be a great time to talk because by then we'll have have a lot more information. Yeah, excellent. If if somebody wanted to check out more information on PMRE, what what's the website? How, how can they find more information? Yeah, so you can go to pmreconference.com. Right now, there's just a landing page for people who want to sort of sign up for pre-registration notification. Because mm -hmm. last year, uh, we sold out all the early bird, 75 early bird tickets in like, I don't know, 31 minutes or something like that. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we expect that rush to happen again. So I encourage people to just get on that list so that we can let you know exactly when we're going to launch Reg. On that current page, there's also um, three buttons 
One is to apply or nominate as a speaker. So if somebody wants to be a speaker, we have a ongoing database collecting names for speakers. Uh, you can nominate yourself. Uh, if there's someone you think in the industry would be valuable to attend and be on that stage, you can actually nominate somebody um, and we'll reach out to them and talk to them individually. Um, there's an apply or nominate for a sponsor. If sponsors want to apply or if there's a, an individual out there that says, hey, I'd love to see so-and-so. Uh, I love their products. I'd love to see them at the conference. You can do that. And there's also one for the workshops. The The workshops have been so successful successful in the past few years that we've already got a, a oh my gosh, I think of a list of 15 to 20 applications of who wants to host workshops next year. Wow. But I encourage people, anyone who thinks they have some value to add to create a, a one or two day workshop, they can fill that out as well. The one thing I want to point out and I'm going to fix this, but for folks who are new to PMRE, if you go to the website, pmreconference.com, there is a link at the top banner where you can go back and look at the legacy website from mm -hmm. 2022, and that'll allow you to kind of go through and see okay. uh, who the speakers were and, and get some information on the workshops and just get a feel for what 2022 had to offer. And again, 23 will be similar with some improvements and some variations along the way. Yeah, I, I was going to suggest too, if you've never been to click on that link to see what the conference was last year, that'll give you a really good idea. Um, I was going through the website and I saw that there was that link to 22 and that will give you a great idea that, you know, as Brandon said, the format's going to be about the same or the same. You can expect the same uh, caliber of speakers and work workshops. So that will give you a great idea. See what the venue looks like. When he talks about production value, he kind of just said that. And I would like to point out, like, it's well put together, you know, mm -hmm. lighting, sound, um, media. It is really nicely done. You know, if you think of like a TED Talk, if you will, like it is of that caliber of uh, this venue. Um, you know, it's not there's not 5000 people in the room, which is actually a plus to me. Right. Uh, you know, there's 300 people in the room, but it is a very high caliber production and just a, a pleasure to uh, to be and enjoy at. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's it's worth the investment in your business to to check this out. We're we're glad we're what we went. We're planning on returning in twenty twenty three ourselves. So, mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking to grow and 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 network, check out PMRE. Brandon, if anybody needs to get a, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I know you gave us the website, but if someone wanted to, is there just a contact button on there? Or what if they have a question for you? Yeah, there is a contact button on there, but um, info at pmreconference.com uh, awesome. is a good way to go. And they can just call me. I don't know if I should give my phone number out right now, but I can. Sure. Call, call, call me or text me 587-645-7427. I kind of look after everything. So if, uh, if you shoot me a note, uh, I'm not too hard to find. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on today, taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you for putting this together for the community. Uh, it is incredible to be there. Uh, like Craig said, we would highly suggest that you be there. So Brandon, just thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you guys. And again, thank you for your support. As I mentioned earlier, this thing was bootstrapped from the start and it, there's no chance it could work if we didn't have sponsors like yourselves supporting us every year. So I appreciate you guys. Well, it was our privilege. And yeah, thanks for having us, especially as, as the newbies uh, yeah. at the conference. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. And what a testament as an owner to put everything on, not only put everything on the line, but like, Hey, if you need something, you call me, this is my number. This is my phone number. So that that's just really cool. Yes. Uh, I like to get stuff out of the way quickly. Just call me. Let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah. The direct path. I love it. So, hey, thank you for joining us. If, if this is your first time and you haven't subscribed, please click that subscribe button. Send us a question and uh, hello at Spiro.media. We want this to be the content that you need. And uh, as you gear up for 2023, let's think about working on your business and not in your business. Uh, but now's the time before that huge summer rush comes on. Uh, let's get some, you know, you've probably grown a little bit. You've made some cracks in your business. We got to repair the shell so you can grow again. So let us know what questions you have about the business of your business. And we would love to help out. Absolutely. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget, you can also listen to the audio version of the podcast, maybe in between shoots. You're out there shooting. You got a half hour drive in between appointments. You can check it out at spiromedia.podbean.com or any of the major audio podcast platforms. Conversely, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to check out these ugly mugs you hear every week, well, at least mine, I have a face for radio. I'm okay with that. I settled on that years ago. Uh, check us out on YouTube uh, at Spiro podcast on, on YouTube. And uh, we'd love to have you watch and, and leave a comment. We, we, we love interaction on, uh, on those channels. Um, hey, we just want to thank you for taking a, a, a few minutes uh, uh, just out of your day. We know your time is valuable to listen, uh, to get involved, to learn, and uh, share, share the podcast with a friend or a colleague that you know, you know will benefit from this as well. So until then, have a great week. Just be thankful for the blessings that you've been given and take a breath. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.